Hey everyone. So I thought I would um, do a step-by-step kind of outline of how the um, the medicine works um, because I sort of came full circle. And um, of course, it's different for everyone. So I'm just going to give a general sort of consensus. I think about the um, those Japanese, the ox herding um, images, which are sort of the images which lead you to enlightenment. You know, you can't see the ox, and you see the ox, and you you know you 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 um, you sort of jump on the ox, and you sort of and it disappears. Right? There's some sort of there's a seeing of your identity, and then there's a, a removing of your identity, and then there's a you know you're free, a sort of enlightenment. So in this instance. It seems like, and it's, it seems like it's in most, you know, stories of the her, the hero's journey, or whatever it is. There's a discomfort. Something terrible happens. There might be a death, a divorce. Something happens which takes you on this path, and it might be subtle. It might be, yeah, very subtle. Um, it might be a book. It might be, you know, you see a YouTube video, but there's some. There, there's the beginning of the path. It usually is some event. It could be a moment, it could be massive, it could be catastrophic, or it could be quite simple. There's just sort of, wow, there's something here, right? And then that sort of sets you on the road. And it's it's pretty, it can be very subtle at the beginning. Like for me, it was just like I was doing five minutes of meditation to sort of calm the anxiety. And the more I became, got into the meditation, the more, the deeper I got. It's almost like the universe is waking you up and guiding you you know to the the scene of the crime or the place where you've been shut down or removed or refused or but wherever that trauma is wherever that sort of bustling poisonous leaking sewage is in your system and um with me, it was a dream with a very clear indicative sort of indication of where I had to go. Then it was five years of ayahuasca where she literally drilled into this sort of underworld where horror had happened early on. And in the final ceremony, um, I had to come, I had to see, I had to literally relive what had happened so for me it was um, I was sent out to be sexually abused for money but it was completely buried like down the rabbit hole 10,000 eons under the sea I had no access to it so she you know she brought me I'm talking about the ayahuasca and I say she brought me you have to be willing it took five years because it was so deeply entrenched in my system you have to be willing and committed and devoted to digging this shit up. That's one of the most important, the most powerful, the most, yeah, it just has to be a dedication to really tear this thing out. And why it's so difficult First, it happened when you were very little, so that terror of that child is still there. Secondly, with me, it was a parent, so I had to confront him, which was terrifying. 
because not only was I being sent out, but also I was sort of the one that was carrying the dark stain. So it had been deposited in me. It's almost he had died but left behind the poison and I was carrying the poison. And I was, by carrying it, I was protecting him and protecting this family. You know, because that's how he started his business. He made money off selling me. So, you know, literally I was sort of the, the, the linchpin of the whole thing. If, this was, if I was removed, you know, the sewer would just pour out. So there was a lot riding on, you know, there's a lot, there was a major stress on revealing that because it would mean that the whole family, it's like a whole, you know, city is covered in sewer and I would have no family. And, you know, it would also seen as a betrayal of him, all these things, it was, it was, it was bad. So if you're holding on really tight, certainly I was, then that's because a threat, the bigger the front, the bigger the back the more you need to drill, the more you have to get in there. So, you know, and then there's this sort of final confrontation. For me, it took literally 13 and a half years of meditation then five years of ayahuasca. And I mean, going down to Peru twice and then sitting with it every single day, trying to take out, this literally had this, this sort of evil energy, which was him. The energy was, it like, it literally sat inside my system. And then once you fully face it, I mean, there's no going back. You, you can't, you know, be the person you were at all. You're just, it's, it literally destroys everything. Once you see it, the whole, your whole kingdom collapses that you've built. I mean, it's a falsehood. I mean, you know, if there's a huge trauma, you build an airbag around the trauma. You build a structure around the trauma, around the poison. But what's really maneuvering everything is the poison, right? So I may have thought I was doing X, Y, and Z, but in fact, I was being navigated by the terror of that early wound. And again, there's a before and after the Big Bang. There's a before it happened, where you're kind of one, and then there's when it happened and the shattering and the fragmentation of you to be able to, to deal with that impossible thing. So in the last um, uh, ceremony, there I was reliving this man selling me and under the ground and it was horrific. But it was there it was, right? So there's a great elation that having confronted it but really, that's just the head of the snake. So once you confront it, it loses its power and you get your power back. But with it, issuing um, um, so you've cut the head of the snake off if you finally face the evil in the dark. But then Inside that snake will, you will also come the unexpressed anger, the sadness. It's a sort of a mourning of who you were because it's over. None of it really works anymore. So there's this period of grieving, I think. Grieving for the child that was hurt. Grieving for, for me, the cover-up, the betrayal of myself. 
you know, the sense of like, you finally see them. And there's this real sense of mourning for what you had to live with and what you endured. And so there's a, you know, it just doesn't end. It's like, oh, great, I slayed the dragon. It's done. Well, you slay it, him or her, but then once you've slayed it, you know, you, you're able, it's almost like they're a wall and they're a denier. And once that wall is gone, you get to see and feel everything that you kept refused because, you know, you didn't see it. And there's, in my case, the family structure almost falls apart because I was the one that was pretending him into existence constantly. I was holding the vault with the poison. You know, I was the PR machine that would never let anyone behind the, the screen. Again, I didn't know it. It happened very early on. So it's, it's, it's a real act of heroism to go in and finally just face it. It's not easy. And like anything, like birth or death, it's like a volcano erupts. But it erupts and then it stops and then erupts. So it's, it's a little by little. It's the, the ending isn't just this like one thing that's like, boom, it's over. No, it's like, it's, even though it has a huge eruption, it's still erupting daily. Bits of it are still settling. You're still, you know, the stuff that was underneath that wall, that protective layer that you created, begins to emerge. Your feelings, your sadness, your everything. And the realization of the, the abandonment, the realization of what truly happened. You can really finally see them. So there's a lot of grieving and mourning for your child, for the events, for what they did. And, you know, that's just normal. And you're trying to make sense of it and put it back together, but you can't because it was all wrong in the first place. And then from there, you literally can begin anew, you know, like, it's like a dying star. It doesn't just die, it dies a little by little by little. There's a big explosion, right, which is where you face the dragon. And then there are, you know, there's other stuff that's going to come out as the star is dying. It's the same. Everything is just nature. So if you just see it as that, you won't put like these, you know, like, Excel sheet points, but it has to be like this, or it has to be like that. It's just, you gotta let it die as it die. And it's, and it's tough to feel the grieving and the abandonment and the truth of what you lived. I mean, I had such a huge layer of lies about them to make, it, make them survive. When that layer is removed and the truth comes out, it's pretty vile, it's pretty sad. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, you have to mourn what you gave up. And then out of that mourning, when it arrives, and it's almost like, you know, your anger subsides and your, you know, they begin to sort of fade. And then there's this, you have to sort of take your, you take your power back and, and begin to, you know, rebuild. It's like learning how to walk again. And, and there you are, you're beginning to be born again, you're beginning to live again, you're beginning 
you're, you know, reconnecting with your authenticity and your truth and your vastness. But it isn't just, I mean, I feel like the whole five years is just trying to confront this guy, to see him. I couldn't see him. I was so, my, I was so blindfolded and tricked and lied and, you know, cursed. I don't know, but I, I just had so much to blow up, to dig in down into, to even begin to see this man. So, you know, five years on, I managed to just get deep enough to really go in because he literally owned my whole body. The terror was like a, was like a, a, a frozen glacier inside me that had to be torn down. And I finally made it with the ayahuasca in the ceremony, able to see him and to see it and what he did and the truth of him. I mean, it's almost like your whole body knows the truth now. Before, it's like a thought or it's this energy, but now it's like it kind of, it just sort of like pours down your whole system. There's not a piece of you that doesn't know the truth of what happened. So, once it's all been, it's like opened up, and literally because of like revealed it's like you, you know you pick up a rock and underneath there's tons of like insects and stuff right same thing you see it fully and there's anger and sadness and disappointment and grief and all the stuff that goes with grief you know anger refusal trying to accommodate it you know just and you just have to let all the sewer just like you know literally spew out and you can't tuck it away or put it under, you know, <clears throat> do in triage and stick it under the bed or try to mold it all back. You will never be able to put this thing back. Once you've seen it, it's like, oh my God, you're just like done. <clears throat> so, you know, the final stage, like anything, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly So there's no going back. It's, it's really about a continual expansion of you and a flowering and a death. You know, I feel this person that was here for six years was just tethered to evil. And I thought I was free, but I wasn't. I was actually just doing its bidding. And I don't mean in a bad way, but just in a way that kept me paralyzed, right? And when you come to and you've come out of you've slayed the dragon there's just you kind of in the universe you have to go build this new person or you know or, be, or just live the authenticity of who you are and that's like you know if you've been in prison for 60 years and suddenly they let you out it's like oh well what do I do here it's, it's a bit disorienting right and you still have, you know, the lava flow of what's left over of the anger and the grieving and the mourning. So you're t contending with that too. So you just have to let it all um, come out. And um, and 
you know, you can't put anything back. There's no doing in lottery or there's no sticking everything back in the closet. It's just all of the sewer, or the whole story that you've denied, you didn't know, or you've, you've, doesn't matter, is right there in front of you. You know, as a, as a child, you know, my my magic wand was, you know, this isn't really happening, so therefore I can, you know, just stick, stick it over there. But you know, once you've left it, it's been rotting for a long time. Once you see the whole thing, it's just like... You, you can't... There are no fantasies or fairy tales or cover-ups or stories. It's just that's who you are and those people are who they are and that you have the fearless honesty of what was. And you will never be the same again because everything that you built, certainly I built, was around protecting this evil. So all of that person bears no importance whatsoever. It's over. It's like she can't, it can't survive without, you know, it's fuel and the fuel was the trauma. So, you know, there's another sort of, there's a slow death at the end and I'm talking about, not physically, I'm just talking about in your stage. Because you know there's no going back. And that's kind of a slippery, slidey slope of fuck, right? But, you know, you asked, I mean, I asked to be healed and truth and authentic and, you know, living inside the flow. And that's what the great ayahuasca gave me, right? And that required a death of everything that I was that was built around horrific trauma. And in my event, um, you know, in my narrative, I had to fix him and look after her. I mean, I was never important, right? And now it's like, and you realize, oh my God, there was no one ever there. I was always either being used by that evil or trying to make this other woman who's supposed to be my mother happy. So there was no one looking after me. And there's this sort of like, oh my God, I was an orphan, right? So you get to see these big chunks of the missing pieces of you. You really get to put the whole picture back together and you can recognize what you need to do. It's really uncomfortable because your former self or the self built around the trauma thought it had everything under control and it was you know powerful and then you realize no there was no power there I was completely under the sway of this evil and I was paralyzed in it there was no power right and it's difficult to look back and go oh fuck that was completely a joke and I thought I had you know I had so much you know power and I had none so that's frustrating to recognize just how... Because you can't see, like, when you're in the goldfish bowl, you're in the goldfish bowl. And now it's like, listen, you were in the goldfish bowl. You thought I was swimming in the ocean. Like, no. You went nowhere. You were in a tiny goldfish bowl going around and around and around. But again, you know, we can't lose energy. It is what it is. It's happened. There's no going back. It happened you know, we're going to, you know, there will be death and I will come back. It's like, we're going to keep going on these different cycles, but that's everything that happened in my life was that there was a capture by evil. I protected it. I hid it. It it lived in me. It's almost like I became the host for it. And I had to basically 
go in, a second alien is living inside of you and pull it out. Right? It's the same thing. And I get to, if once I pull it out, it means I get my divinity, my space back. You know, they say nature abhors a vacuum. And so now I have to find, live according to this new authenticity, which I've never known how to live by. I've never had, right? So it's all quite disorienting. And I don't mean in a bad way, in a good way, because it's the nature of growth and transformation and and the release of trauma. So this growth, birth, the death thing is, is, is this continual kind of refrain, right? Dying and living and dying. And it's just, it's messy, unresolved and happening almost by itself. And that's what's so amazing. But don't think it's like a nicely tucked in, you know, hotel bed. It's messy. A black hole is messy, you know. A volcano is messy. That's what this is like. It's messy. It's going to stop and start and take, you know, different turns, sort of. And it, it's sort of like a, yeah, a volcano. It it's, erupts and stops and erupts a little bit more than it might stop for a while and so if you see yourself as a, a really a piece, a magic piece of nature and you surrender to nature and to the mechanics of it and all the stuff that comes up out of, after you've faced it all, so it's almost like you're creating new land, like a volcano it creates new fertile land. So if you've been brought down this road, even though it's weird and strange, it's a privilege. And even though it's unbelievable, uncomfortable, and it's difficult and challenging, the ultimate thing is it's, it's growing a new you. It's remove the cancers, remove the poison. It's stitching up the pieces that were separated together, putting you back together to your authentic self. And that's why the ayahuasca and the whole journey is unbelievably powerful. Bye.